Hi, I'm Casey, and welcome to the HelloFlow podcast, a space where we bridge together professional success and career alignment with personal well-being and spirituality. At a time when many people are awakening to their soul's purpose and navigating that messy but magical middle, I offer this space for growth, well-being, and spiritually grounded practices to support you in your daily grind and pursuit of embodying your dharma. After tuning into this podcast, I hope you receive the inspiration, empowerment, and applicable tools to usher in more ease and flow in your life and equip you as you discover, develop, and evolve your dharma. Now on to the episode. Welcome back to the HelloFlow podcast. I'm your host, Casey Kanlas. And in this episode, we're going to talk about curating your well-being kit and creating your own practice. And what I mean by that is what is your support structure across the various dimensions of well-being as you go through life? And if you haven't already listened to episode six, Balanced Ambition, I would recommend taking a quick lesson, it's less than 15 minutes, where I briefly talk about the difference between wellness and well-being, the different dimensions of well-being, and the importance of having balanced ambition through striving for and experiencing success through the different arenas of well-being, not just a couple, which we all usually tend to do. So your support structure includes the practices, modalities, routines, rituals, as well as various resources in the form of community, practitioners, consultants, and even products, physical and digital. And this is many possibilities, a wide range of them from a physical activity or sport to a breathwork practice to joining a local or online community, picking up a new creative interest, hiring an executive coach creating a personal financial plan, working with a therapist, taking an online course to learn a new skill, journaling, walking meditation, intermittent fasting, different cleansings, the list goes on. It can also look like working with various alternative tools and systems that support different dimensions of well-being you are working on. Those can be things like subconscious reprogramming work, which there are many approaches you can explore in that specific area. It could be diving into your natal chart or human design. It can be doing energy work through Reiki or crystals. Now, something I want to emphasize and highlight at the very beginning of this episode, and also from my own perspective is that I don't personally believe that any one modality, any one approach, practitioner, consultant, coach, or product is necessarily better or more effective or accesses greater areas that you're working on than the other. I believe that everyone is a unique individual that requires a unique and different way of approaching their personal well-being compared to anyone else. Typically, meeting you where you're at So you will go as deep or as broad or as diverse as you are ready for and as you are needing and desiring in this season of life. I'm an advocate for exploring and experimenting with what works well for you and with whom you choose to work with if it's something that requires working with someone or you prefer to work with someone directly. I also believe in being flexible with how that looks like in different chapters and different seasons of life. And of course, 
diversifying based on what exactly you are maintaining or evolving or learning or deepening in your own practice, in your own healing, and in your own growth cycles. Because what works for one person does not mean it works for everyone and specifically for you. So as you assess, experiment, think about all the different tools and approaches, I encourage you to go with what and with who you resonate with in this season, in this chapter of life. Do your research, try or experiment with a modality or have an introductory session or call. And again, this can change over time or as you go through your own journey. It's natural to graduate onto or try other practices or work with other practitioners. And it's also completely natural to stay with what works well if that's what you feel is for your highest good. When you're putting together your well-being practice, think of the feeling of joy and ease and flow. What's fun to you? What are you excited about? What fascinates you? What are you curious about and you want to dive into? If you are feeling like you are forcing it, if you aren't enjoying your well-being practice or you're not feeling or seeing results over time, it may be time to reevaluate. Your practice is meant to help you heal, progress, and maintain groundedness in your life. Your practice is here to support you, help realign you, help lift you in your journey and your dharmic path. So when evaluating practitioners, facilitators, providers, explore their energetic frequency in addition to their experience and even their credentials. What is their background? How and why do they enter into their practice? What are their personal and professional intentions? How are they learning, integrating, and embodying their own work? What part of the journey are they on? Does any of it resonate with you? Do you not only feel safe in this person and the space they will be providing, but also do you feel like you can learn and receive the results you are seeking from this person or group or program? How did they come across the modalities or approaches they are using? Have they actually experienced the modalities by not only learning and providing, but also receiving and implementing in their own lives and in what way? What other kind of complementary well-being work are they integrating and practicing in their own lives? How have they embodied their own work? Do you feel like this person is an energetic match to you? What is their energetic frequency? How are they unique and different? And what about their background, experiences, credentials, and embodiment of their own work they are teaching resonates or doesn't resonate with you? And which of those matter to you outside of achieving your intended results? Can you learn from and partner with this person that will serve you for your greatest good and what you are trying to accomplish? And does this person live and work in integrity? For both practices and especially for practitioners, advisors, guides, consultants, mentors, teachers, coaches, I strongly believe that we are our own greatest, strongest, most powerful authority. Our truth lives within us. We do not need an outside authority to tell us what is best for us, but rather use the tools, including mentors, to help guide us towards our own insights that live within us. Now, I say that to say that doesn't mean we don't need the information that has been researched and distilled in different formats from 
specialists and experts. There are dimensions of well-being, for example, like in financial or occupational or physical that do require experts or seasoned teachers or advisors that can give us the information and or perspective that we need to help us make informed decisions, to keep us accountable, to help us achieve our goals and intentions in those areas. So when choosing and selecting your tools and support system, asking yourself, does this feel empowering to me or is it limiting me in some way? Does this feel supportive or does this feel restricting? This is another reason why I personally practice more integrated multimodality approaches. I work with and learn from a variety of outside authorities whom I respect, and I feel like I can learn in integrity. I complement this with incorporating various rituals and well-being tools that I practice on my own. But everyone is different, so create, curate, and practice based on what feels good to you and what you are ready to introduce and commit to in this chapter of your life. No matter where you are in life in your own journey, whether you are on top of the mountain or you are climbing the mountain you're on now, or you're starting at the bottom of another one, creating and maintaining your own practice is absolutely essential to achieving your own success and personal mission. But beyond that, when you care for your own well-being and support it with your own practice, you also support the well-being of those you love, care for, and interact with on a daily basis. Having your own practice and your own life kit you can return to builds, grows, and evolves your overall wellness and well-being, and just as important, keeping you grounded and supported no matter where you are in your journey. And that ripples out. So where do you start when it comes to creating your own practice and curating your kit? You can start off with what dimension or dimensions of well-being you are needing, wanting, and willing to commit to putting more energy towards. So again, I briefly discussed this in episode five, Balanced Ambition, but to remind ourselves in this moment, here are the nine dimensions I consider part of well-being. Physical, financial, vocational, mental, spiritual, social, emotional, environmental, intellectual, and occupational. I sort of do a reverse review and look at the arenas where I might be spending too much time on or that I'm doing really well on. And then I look at ones that I feel like I need or want to put more time and energy towards. I think a lot of people tend to focus on the foundations of physical, social, financial, and occupational. So I would challenge you to look at the other dimensions of well-being too, and if there are areas there you are ready to explore and establish a practice in. I think more and more people are focusing on their mental and emotional wellness, things like resilience, ability to adapt to life's stresses and challenges, appreciating yours and others' feelings and values. But there are other ones like vocational, which is about work that provides personal satisfaction and is consistent with your values, goals, and lifestyle. I think this can be closely related to parts of the spiritual dimension as well, finding purpose and meaning in life, living in alignment with your beliefs and values. Then there's environmental, what spaces are you in that supports your well-being, where you live, where you work, interaction with nature, etc. 
And finally, intellectual, expanding knowledge and skills, brain health through stimulation and rest in things like mental activities, critical thinking, maintaining curiosity, and creativity. So which of these resonates with you? I would pick one or two that you can start brainstorming what resources you can research in and look more into to see if you may be interested in engaging with it or trying it out. I would break it down by the following. Educational material or experiences like books, classes, workshops, courses, podcasts, video series, things like that where you can start learning more about a framework, system, approach, modality, service provider. Reach out and talk to people who have already engaged in that practice or who has worked with a specific practitioner or consultant so you can get firsthand accounts and recommendations. Third thing is try it out, whether it's an in-person workshop, getting on an informational call, purchasing that set of crystals, start experimenting with it, starting therapy, signing up for a trial special, talking to a financial advisor, joining a community group, buying that book, whatever it is, you are doing it and trying it. I'll give you a real life example of my own well-being kit I created and practiced for about a year and a half to two years while I was living in Toronto, Canada. I was lucky to be offered what was considered an international assignment in Canada. So while I was continuing to work on my occupational wellness, I was very interested in spending more time in the dimensions of physical, vocational, environmental, and spiritual dimensions. So some of my rituals and routines looked like nearly every morning I would spend about 45 minutes to an hour to myself before I would hop on a work call or go on my computer. That included specific pranayama or breath work according to my doshic constitution Ayurveda. I'm a vata pitta. That would lead me into a meditation I would then move my body and do some yoga. I would end with pulling an affirmation card while using some of my favorite crystals in the process. Towards the end of the day, after normal work hours, I would wind down if I went into the office that day. I was lucky enough to walk home to decompress up to 30 minutes. Sometime in the evening, I would do gratitude journaling, writing down three things that I was grateful for that day. Sometimes I would do what I consider a mindfulness activity, and I would color in an adult coloring book. I'm still very interested in working on something creative with my hands, where I really love the process of creating. And finally, right before bed, I would Reiki myself. I'm a tuned level tuned Reiki. So sometimes I would put crystals on specific chakras that I was working on to help shift any blockages. In addition to my near daily practices, I also worked with three Ayurvedic doctors and an integrative medicine doctor specializing in Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. I received monthly Ayurvedic treatments, not only based on my mind-body type, but also based on imbalances. Some parts of the year, I was very imbalanced in Pitta, other parts in Vata, but mostly Pitta. I also tried different cleanses in terms of diet and changed to a more nutritional diet, cut out alcohol completely, and organized my finances. I would say that experience led me closer to my Dharma. Even though when COVID hit, I could see where I was lacking foundation in my well-being, which was in the mental and emotional dimension, 
where I think that bubbled up for a lot of people in the collective during that period of time. For me, that year and a half to two years experience of creating and establishing my practice at that time kept me grounded during a part of my life that needed support in those areas. Today, I am re-engaging with my physical wellness, which I wasn't consistent at all with during the last few years. I have also worked a lot on my mental and emotional wellness, as well as the intellectual dimension, where I am learning a lot of new knowledge and skills in areas that I've been so curious about and developing towards the potential of sharing those gifts more broadly. Some new practices I've been exploring is somatic movement through breathwork and moving the body and working with various oracle decks. I continue to work with Reiki and, of course, being in Hawaii, spending more time out in nature. I've also worked with and continue to work with various practitioners, creatives, coaches, mentors, as well as being in and contributing to community, old and new. So I also know that everyone has a different situation in life. Don't feel like it has to be this large, comprehensive kit of well-being tools and practitioners and consultants. Again, think about what is your priorities in this season of life? Where are you at? What space and energy and resources can you put towards your well-being across the different dimensions and go from there? because we're all very different. Start where you are. So now I'm curious where you are at and what your practices are in this season. What has worked for you in the past? Where do you see your practice going? Are there any other dimensions you are interested in developing a supportive practice for you that you can add to your well-being kit? Let me know, DM me on Instagram at at Casey Can, I would love to connect with you directly. Also, if you are a practitioner or if you know of tools that you really love and work well for you, please reach out. Let me know. I'm someone who loves learning about and trying a variety of tools. And so I'll leave you with a quote from author and inspirational speaker Esther Hicks. Let your alignment with well-being be first and foremost and let everything else be secondary. And not only will you have an eternally joyous journey, but everything you have ever imagined will flow effortlessly into your experience. There is nothing you cannot be or do or have, but your dominant intent is to be joyful. The doing and the having will come into alignment once you get that one down. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear what resonated with you. So follow and DM me on Instagram at Casey Can and let me know. You can also find other ways to stay connected with me by visiting the links in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and see you on the next episode of the HelloFlow podcast.